Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Woke up this morning into my car to start my day. First stop is my buyer who six months ago walked away. When I arrived, treats me like commodity. Back on his inner connect, he wants price and delivery. And if we're over $20, he tells me this business we're gonna lose. He's got a singing that old, don't know value Welcome, everybody, to the Value Clarity Podcast, where we believe that value is one of the is the only thing that matters in commerce, and that customers are that value only exists in the customer's mind. Today, I am thrilled to have Park Howell, who's a storytelling coach, a keynote speaker. Uh, he's had his own marketing agency for over 35 years, and now he helps companies develop much more crisp communications with their customers using his version, his really crisp version of storytelling. Park, welcome. Mark, thanks for having me here. And I've got to start by asking you about that theme song. I'm a musician myself, and I love the opening to your show. Where'd that come from? Well, I worked, my first big boy job was at a company that was maniacal about value. And of course, that formed my professional foundation. And the way I view the world is through a lens of looking at everything through customer value. So um the alumni of that company, when we get together, we talk about how valuable it was. And one of I was a product manager. One of the other product managers uh, wrote this song for one of our business meetings about the no value blues, not going in as a salesperson and not knowing your value, uh, which means you can't sell it and you can't price it. And so uh, we were so... 20 years later, when I'm starting my podcast, I remembered that song and I, I reached out to him and asked him and he said, Mark, I, I no longer have copies of that song, but I'll, I'll record a new one. And so he uh, recorded that for me. Craig Theron, thank you. Um, still think of you every day, my friend. <laughs> I love it. So thank you. Uh, Park, tell me about, uh, tell us about kind of, I, I gave you the quick I gave the quick bio, but uh, fill in the gaps for us. Yeah, well, number one, thanks for having me on uh, your show here, Value Clarity. It it always comes down to specifically and succinctly sharing your story of value, and I have learned that throughout my years. You know, thirty you mentioned thirty five plus years in the branding, advertising, marketing world. Actually, ran my own agency in Phoenix, Arizona, called Park and Co for twenty of those years. And then pivoted away in 2016 to consult, teach, coach, and speak on the power of story for leaders in business, branding, sales, marketing, you name it. Because the one big thing that I always come across are brands, companies, salespeople that are always excited to share with you how cool their product or their service offering is, their widgets, their bells, their features, their functions. And I hate to be the spoiler alert on it. 
but nobody cares. <laughs> it's to your point. Your stories are not about what you make, but what you make happen in people's yeah. lives. So my mission now, Mark, is to help leaders really truly excel through the stories they tell using three very proven narrative frameworks that we teach at the business of story. So no matter what we talk about the rest of this session, you and I are in tight sync on that. You know, I often say, nobody cares what you sell. They care what they buy and your customers buy their own outcomes for their own reasons. So you've got to talk to them about their own outcomes. I also say nobody goes to your website to find out about you. They go to your website to find themselves reflected back. And your storytelling approach does exactly that. So um, we've all heard about storytelling which is instead of giving them the, you know, a listing of the dry listing of the outcomes, it's telling a story. And why is that important, Park? Well, you think about it, Mark, when you told that story about your song today. And um, one thing you left out that you had mentioned to me a little bit earlier is that the songwriter's home had burned down and he lost his song. So he had to rewrite it. And you had a chance to uh, add a little lyric to it and have some fun with it. Well, you know, there's some controversy here, not controversy, conflict in that. You know, you got this great piece of music, but the world universe pushed back and it disappeared. Therefore, you got a chance to create something new for your show. That's the power of story. And why is that important? Well, as soon as you insert a little bit of that conflict in the poor gentleman's home burned down, it really lights up this limbic brain of ours, the subconscious of ours. And it lights up the theater of the mind, as I like to call it, because you can picture that home burning down. Or maybe a listener had a similar experience and now they are engaged in that story in an emotional way, in a way that they can picture, in a way that they can actually feel. And especially in the business to business world, you know, we're always leading with logic and reason because we want to look smart. We want to sound smart. We want to present our offering as being the smartest offering when really what our audiences want is the emotional pull of a story. And that's what happens when you tell these stories. You humanize your B2B offering and you actually have this secret passageway into that limbic buying brain where all the real buying decisions are actually being made. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit of a nerd, so I've studied a little bit of storytelling and and. The, the the anatomy is there's a part of your brain it's called the amygdala it's a tiny little thing and you call it the theater of the mind i call it the visualization center because you know i saw the anatomy and here's that little thing it's the visualization center human beings and you're you're calling up the limbic system right human beings evolved over tens of thousands of years telling stories to each other around the campfire. We have evolved to find patterns, right? Um, when we, the ancestor who saw the two eyes amongst the waving grass passed their genes on more successfully than the ones who only saw the grass. And so we look for patterns and for breaks in patterns and we tell each other stories and it is deep-seated and out of our control how moving visualization is for all of us. So telling a story is instead of giving the, blah, the dry 
outline of a story. It's actually playing a movie and we are evolved to start that movie playing in our own mind. And some of us, most of us are involved in seeing ourselves in that movie rather than seeing you in that movie. And so that is the first step to them visualizing themselves achieving, achieving that outcome. So yeah. huge fan of storytelling and why it is and how evolutionary, our, our evolution has made it inescapably powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And you go back to that thought, you know, um, our ancestors navigated and survived the savannah and those that actually survived it, to your point, used that pattern-seeking, cause-and-effect, decision-making, storytelling brain better than those that didn't. That's why, you know, we are so good at it today and why we should be using it, because we have been using it as homo sapiens storytelling monkeys since the very beginning to plan to organize and to act in story. If you think about it, Mark, every cell is a fiction, is it not? Because you are trying to paint a fictional picture at the moment of what a brighter tomorrow will look like for your customers. So we are the only beings that we know of that can plan and think and actually buy into fiction and untrue story until you make it true. And isn't that really what sales is all about, is getting that prospect to buy into that fictional story of how you are going to make their tomorrow better with your product or service offering if they act today and you buy, you get them to buy in emotionally and then their logic-driven brain kicks in. I was at a marvelous screenwriting um, lecture, well, symposium is by Robert McKee, the legendary screenwriting coach, and this is back in 2008 in the LA, LAX Sheridan conference room with for three days with 300 screenwriting wannabes. But Mark, I was there as a marketing person because I wanted to know what did Hollywood know about storytelling? And it was, it was such marvelous training because I learned you know, about the hero's journey and I learned about these larger story frameworks. But McKee that day said something I thought really important. It's really stuck with me. And again, remember, he is speaking to screenwriters, not to marketers, but we can absolutely bring this into our life. And he said, make no mistake about it. Our conscious mind is simply the PR department for our subconscious mind, where all of the real decisions are being made. The limbic brain is that subconscious mind. So you need to hook it first emotionally to demonstrate to your prospect that there's real opportunity here for them and then when they buy into that, they're going to level up to their conscious mind. That's right. when you roll out the facts and the charts yeah. and the graphs and the, you know, and all the good you do. But don't start with numbers. And I guess the best way to <laughs> underscore that is, Mark, what's the first syllable of numbers? No, num. <laughs> Isn't it? Num, yeah. You know, numbers mean nothing to us unless yeah. we have couched them in the context of an emotional story that your audience can buy into. Yeah. So, so Park, I'm 100% with you. I would have wordsmith one word in that entire answer. And that says it, it's a fictional world. Sales is about a fictional world. The world fictional can often mean false. I would, you know, say fabricated out of nothing, right? Because you want to tell a story that is reasonable and is true, 
but just not true yet. Uh, the word the word fictional lets somebody think that it's a false promise. And so uh, pretty minor nit to pick, but <laughs> um and fictional is much more punchy than fabricated. So I guess I, you know, you it's a it's not a horrible word, but um as a sales guy, and I'm I live a life of trying to make salespeople credible, um, that fictional just caught me a little bit. Oh, good. And it was good. meant to. Okay. Because if you're not catching or triggering your audience a little bit and asking them even to push back a little bit, that they're not engaged in your story. Yep. And your job is to help them overcome that or show them your way of thinking. Yep. So stories are super valuable. No, no better way than story than the power of story and visualization. You've got a system um, it, that you talk about, your ABT system, which simplifies it and just punches it and makes it much more achievable for a lot of people who aren't admittedly, you know, most of the websites I look at, most companies are horrible at it. So you need, you need a, a walk before you run ABT uh, framework. And I love yours. So explain yours to people. And um, yeah, let's start with explaining. Let's dive right in. Well, ABT stands for and, but, therefore. Those are the buoy words. I want you to just, your listeners, to keep their mind at the moment. And but therefore works on our limbic, pattern-seeking, cause and effect, decision-making brain because it uses the three forces of story. And what I mean by those three forces, it's the first force of agreement or act one. You're setting the scene. You are presenting a shared vision of what a brighter tomorrow could look like. Then you have conflict, act two, um, which that really triggers that limbic brain because now you've got a plot twist. Here's what you want, and here's why this is important to you, but you don't currently have it because of this. Therefore, imagine how much life is going to be better when you do this that we have to offer. That therefore statement is a statement of consequence. So the three forces are agreement, contradiction, and consequence. And yep. so often, People are trained to show up as lead with the problem. And that does work. Not, you know, don't get me wrong. That does work. However, we have found what is even stronger is when you don't lead with that problem, but you lead with that shared vision of what a brighter tomorrow looks like because you get your audience nodding in agreement. They're saying, you understand me. You appreciate why I want what I want. You really, really get me. <laughs> but... You also empathize with why I don't currently have it. Cool. Then what's your, you know, what's your solution? What's the resolution? And you're begging that limbic brain, that survival brain to close the story loop of setup problem. And then you're going to close it with the resolution. And that's where the ABT comes from. That's uh, it's super powerful stuff. And then, so you, you teach your, your folks, the basic ABT framework. Mm -hmm. um, how to, and then, then you'll, then you start fleshing it out and getting them, uh, from walk to run. Right. right. And, right. uh, I think it's there. And, and as you said, there, the, you know, the hero's journey is valid. It's powerful, but it's a little bit harder for people to go from crawl to walk. And so I really am a, I'm a huge fan of your ABT system. Yeah, I started with the hero's journey when our son was going to film school at Chapman University back in 2006. He graduated 2009 and he was 
in Hollywood for 12 years after that, doing films, especially around virtual and mixed reality, and is now in Austin, Texas. But in 2006, when he was going there, I said, Parker, please send me your uh, books and your, you know, uh, class interviews and any sort of speeches that you hear when you're done with them. And since I'm paying for them, because I want to know what Hollywood knows about storytelling. Well, I learned, you know, the 12 to 17 step hero's journey, and it hit me upside the head like, wow, why don't we teach this in branding and marketing? And I created then my 10 step story cycle system so that we could map it to business, but it was still complicated. And then I looked at, you know, the 15 beasts of story by Blake Snyder, which works beautifully, but it's complicated. I even looked at the seven step Pixar way which is really super powerful too, is probably the easiest of those longer form story frameworks, but it's still complicated. That's when I kept sifting through all this, found the five primal elements of a short story, which is really an extended ABT. And then I found the ABT. And that was back in 2013 from Dr. Randy Olson, who is a Harvard PhD evolutionary biologist turned USC film school grad, and he saw and made that evolutionary connection of this is how the brain is wired for story. Setup, problem, resolution. It's hard for most business people to get immediately because let's face it, we're not screenwriters. That's not our job. And so now everything I train begins with the end, but therefore, because I have found that to be the absolute foundation to all powerful and influential business sales, marketing, communications, because you get ingrained in your brain that idea of setup problem resolution agreement contradiction consequence that is the secret sauce the algorithm that makes it all work you know i i'm a huge fan love it um and so when we're applying that uh you talked about a couple websites where you kind of just switched people right uh, from here's what we do. We make this, we do this. We're, you know, we've been in business 35 years, blah, 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 bore, 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 bore. And that's how we help you do this. And all the information's there, but you've got to flip it because by the time they get to, we help you do this, they have tuned out. You're just another, um, you know, you're just, you're just another boring business marketer. The, the, problem the reason one of the reasons it's so hard tell me this is my opinion tell me if you know walk me off the ledge or agree or disagree one of the reasons it's so hard is that as junior marketers writing the copy as new salespeople learning our products we get so proud of what we've learned in all that orientation about our stuff that when we start talking about what we do and what our stuff is we're not we're not placing ourselves in the customer's mind trying to understand their world. We're trying to show off the knowledge that we've gained, right? We do this, we do this, we do this better. And so the our personal pride with what we know drives us to that upside down messaging framework. And the ABT is getting people to understand. And, you know, my, my whole radical value, value only exists in your company, your customer's mind. And everything you do as a business starts and ends with the customer. Um, and so you've got business is something that you conduct in your customer's head, not inside your walls. The CEO who, who can control so much inside his own walls of his own business, 
is only controlling the stuff that matters once a customer has decided to do something. Yeah. Um, so we we are attracted to that backward storytelling because we're so proud of what we've learned, not be and because we haven't yet progressed to the point of saying, hey, this is about what the customer's thinking. Yeah. Well, let me unpack the ABT for your listeners and then show it to them in action. Does that work okay. for you? Yeah, that'd be great. Because, you know, it goes right down everything you talk about, Mark, from uncover it. You know, what is the problem that you are absolutely solving for? How do you develop it to build, you know, value into it? Um, and that's what the and but there for, because it does, it makes you rethink how you approach your customer from their customer's point of view. So if you're listening out there, have a piece of paper and a pen handy. Here's how you construct an and but there for you. You can start with that statement of agreement, that shared vet vision of what a brighter tomorrow looks like. You begin with your customer. And you use the pronoun you. So it makes you, the writer, think of your customer. You are telling this ABT from their standpoint. So you are a, give me a, get, Mark, give me a, a, a B2B uh, position out there in the world. You are a sales enablement leader. Yeah, you're a sales enablement leader uh, who's been told your customer, your salespeople discount too much. Okay, but let's not go to the negative quite yet. Yeah, you're a sales you enablement, are a sales leader. Yeah. enablement yeah, leader, and your job, of course, is to increase revenues and margin while sharing the value of your your you know your your value proposition. Exactly. All right, that's that statement of agreement. Okay, go ahead. But is that where <laughs> we're going next? Yep. But. But you are not effectively sharing your value because your stories begin with your offering and not the point of view of your customer. <laughs> so there's the problem. There's yeah. the problem that you are trying to trying to solve for, right? Therefore, increase sales by 10 times and build that value relationship with your customer using the agile narrative framework of the and but therefore that helps you hack through the noise and hook the hearts of your audience. They want you to understand that you get them. Right. Um, my world is, you know, my client base is mostly, is is heavily skewed towards those B, they're all B2B customers, but my clients are heavily skewed towards those B2B customers who sell B2B but they sell something that is new or risky to their customers. And 21% of the time in B2B, a customer will ask a salesperson to come in before they've even generated alternatives. They want a salesperson to come in and help them understand their problem. Right? right? Yep. I don't want you to generate alternatives. I don't want you to generate solutions for me yet. Help me understand my own doggone problem. <laughs> and so that A is so important for them. Like, stop. Here's here's what I think I see. Here's what you said before when you invited me in. Tell me more about that. Tell me about your situation. And so in my world, we we like to start with that ABT storytelling, but that got you the appointment. Now that you're here face-to-face, knee-to-knee, I don't want to tell you my ABT. I want you to, I want to ask you questions so that you're telling me about your own 
right? I don't want you to tell me about my hypothetical standard canned model ABT. Let's learn about you, Mr. Customer. Let's learn about your challenges, your world. So it's the same basic thought, but instead of storytelling, it's story asking and mutual story building so that now later, instead of here's what we do, we've constructed your own solution this whole time we've been building your solution with you. Uh, so you're th that customer is invested in it with you. Um, not different, but with selling in my world, you actually have to start doing story asking, story creation, mm -hmm. mutual story collaboration. I like that concept of story asking in the A and the ABT is a phenomenal story listening tool. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but as your people are writing down how to formulate that, that uh, ABT, just fill in the blanks here. Name your audience. What do they want? And why is it important to them? But why don't they have it? Therefore, how are you uniquely equipped to help them get it? That is the most basic ABT 101 to help you really understand that audience, even if you hopefully have done some discovery before you go in there. And then when you're in there, to your point, that story asking, I love that line, is when you can ask these stories and, and get that input from your customer, filter it through an ABT in your own mind. And when they're done giving you that download, you can do something when you get really good at the ABT that blows their mind and builds this bond of trust. And that is, all right, Mark, what I heard you tell me was you want this and it's important because of that, but you don't have it because of this. Therefore, we need to really explore a solution over here so that you can attain this. And what happens when you do that is first things, they'll say, wow, you actually said that better than I did. So they know, they, they understand that you're understanding. Number two, you're building trust because they're thinking in their mind, by God, you actually listen to me. Nobody listens to me. And then the third one that doesn't always happen, but when it does, it's really a, a, a critical point is they'll say, Mark, you said that so well that I realized I forgot to tell you one other thing. And it's always that one other thing that is the real problem they're solving for. Everything else has been a symptom of that problem leading up to it. So it's a great way to build that trust and build that story together. Um, yeah, Park, you're, you're 150% right. So I love the fact that in marketing, you know, I've been in marketing as well and product management as well as in sales. And the cool thing about marketing is the bad thing about marketing. And that is you get to say what you choose and you're trying to figure out the way to say it that's going to have maximum impact. Uh, ABT is a fantastic way to do that because it engages that customer's amygdala, their visualization center. Um, the bad thing is that you only get to tell them stories. You don't, in marketing, you don't get to do the story asking. So a complete sales and marketing system has to be, this is how we generated this lead for you, Mr. Sales. The reason they agreed to meet with you as a salesperson is because they resonated with this ABT story. So you know by the fact that you're sitting in front of them that that resonated with them. That's the starting point for you creating their ABT, their individual personalized ABT. Even if it was exactly the way we articulated it, the marketers articulated it, that was exactly them. You still have to get 
them to say, yeah, that's exactly me. Right. And I have exact, I'm bleeding exactly this hard from this artery because of it. Well, and we have found, and I'm brought in with a lot of companies to work with sales and marketing to bridge that gap. You know, there's so often a void between what marketing says and what sales actually needs to be saying in the world out there. When you get those two departments thinking through and using this common storytelling language of the ABT, you find that all of a sudden landing pages and in marketing materials using the ABT connects with what you're having to do out in the field. Let me give you a quick example of it, if I can, Mark. One of them uh, was with Sharp Electronics. I was during COVID, did a virtual session with like 135 of their sales and marketing people. And when I'm teaching them the ABT, typically all I ever have to do is go into one of their um, landing pages and say, here's what you currently have. Watch what happens when you abt it. So for instance, they had a landing page document systems, had this big gigantic uh, copier system sitting there. And let me, I'm not even going to read this whole landing page to you because I'm going to lose you and your listeners, you'll, you'll nod off. So I'm going to read you half of it. For years, Sharp Document Products and Solutions have been earning high praise and prestigious awards from leading MFP testing organizations. For Sharp, this represents more than just an accum- uh, accumulation of accolades. It means that trusted industry experts as well as customers recognize that blah, 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 blah. So it's all about Sharp, nothing about their prospect. It's chest pounding. Aren't we marvelous? Aren't we wonderful? We are your natural choice to go to, right? So all I did is went in and said, well, what happens if we abt fight this? And but therefore, here's how I would write it from their customers, from their uh, prospects perspective. Shorter runs. Quicker turnaround times, complete control over your in-house printing. It's what you want. But your productivity is currently stuck on pause. Therefore, sharp digital MFPs and copier printers will have you printing like a pro with our industry-leading innovation, reliability, unsurpassed security, and boundless expandability. All right? So we shortened it by two-thirds. Sharp still gets to talk about how wonderful they are, but not at the until the very end. They place their audience at the center of the story with that statement of agreement right up top. But the the conflict here, the contradiction is your your productivity is currently stuck on pause for whatever reason. Therefore, we are your solution. Now, here's where it plays to sales. So that was a Thursday presentation. Friday morning, one of their lead national account managers basically took my ABT, put it at the beginning of one of his presentations. He had been trying to close this piece of business for six months and got absolutely nowhere until that morning. He got in there. He said, I could see the room lean in when I shared the ABT of my presentation. It made me super focused. I realized I was sharing all this superfluous information that was not at the crux of the problem or the singular narrative that you want to lead with. And you know what he did? He closed that piece of business in two hours. So he wrote an email that said, I don't remember that guy's name. I don't know how you can forget Park Howell, but that's all right. But that ABT thing is like a miracle messaging device because of what I went through. And once I used it, I could just tell that I owned that entire room. So that's an example of marketing landing page. Use an ABT to really understand that prospect there and then hand it off to your sales team to go out and use a version of it, however best works for them, 
in the field because you're using those three forces of story to hook that audience. I love the example. I love the story. And there was a little bit of silence in there. So I'm going to, I'm going to add my expertise in the sales version to make sure that people don't just say, I can pitch my way to, I, I can pitch value into existence. I can pitch my way. I can AV my ABT my way into a sale. You can't, right? ABT invites the customer to visualize something. Absolutely. It invites them. And if you assume that, right, you, you can't just invite them. Now, as the salesperson, you have to say, what just happened in your brain? What was going on? How did you like that? Which parts of it did you like? And was there one other thing that's the real crux of the problem that it made you think of? So you're actually asking them that question. So the ABT is not a pitch strategy, or if it's just a pitch strategy, it's the least bad pitch strategy out there. <laughs> it's not a pitch strategy. It's a connection strategy. Thank you. Exactly. Yes. Right. You can't story tell value. Right? Customers only buy your value. You can't story tell value into existence. Um, you have, you can't know that value sprouted in the customer's head until you ask them, until you ask them. And I like to ask them stories about visualizing it. So what would happen to you if you were to do this? Tell me how you foresee your life um, changing. How would your business change if you do this? Which is the questioning version of ABT. Rather than telling them, it's asking them to visualize, which has one other benefit. That is, they made it up. They buy into it even stronger than the story you told. Well, and use it as that story development tool. So say you are a sales enablement leader and you're working with a young sales executive and she comes in and you ask them, so you've got a big call, Stephanie, on Thursday. Um, who is your number one audience? Who is in that room? Who is that person? Stephanie will probably give you a generalized detail of that person. And then you say, no, I want you to boil it down more. Who is Mark? What does he do? And what does he really care for? Oh, well, maybe I need to do a little bit more homework on it. Yeah, you probably do, because you want to speak from that prospect's point of view. And how can you build value if you don't really appreciate what they value and why maybe they don't currently have it in their life and how you can fill that void? So you use the ABT to get your people to think, who's that audience? What do they want? And why is that important to them? Yeah. Deceptively powerful, deceptively simple. That ABT causes you to really need to understand before you can do any of it. Um, so I'm, I'm absolutely loving it, Park. We And we could talk for a lot longer. <laughs> uh, tell people how they can get a hold of you and how they can learn more about ABT. Yeah, well, I am at Business of Story. Like you, I do a show. My show airs every Monday and you can find it um, on you know iTunes and any of the places you can find me at LinkedIn. Park Howell, pretty straightforward name. So no one else has it out there, P-A-R-K Howell. And if I can help you, you know, come on over to businessofstory.com. And Mark, I've got a, a, a special for your listeners that they can take. I've got this online course. It's just one hour long, three 20-minute segments by me, and I will take you by the hand and walk you through how to use the ABT and all of your messaging. Um, and you can get 30% off of that course by going to businessofstory.com forward slash value clarity. 
So just for your listeners, give them 30% off of that. And in, in one hour, they will have all the tools they need to start applying the ABT in their life. And I even invite them to email me their ABT, and I will coach them on the first one they send me uh, via email. And in doing so, they will even earn the ABT Achievement Badge to proudly share with their world. Awesome. Uh, and how do people get a hold of you directly? Uh, best way is probably just to shoot me an email. Park, P-A-R-K, right. at businessofstory.com. Super. Park, thanks for a great uh, little over half an hour. Really great stuff. Uh, I love what you do. Uh, we'll have to figure out a way to um, make sure that I get some of my clients to start thinking ABT because I've been really looking for a way to simplify it for them and make it impactful and hard hitting. And you've got it. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. One other place I would send them to if they want to pick up a quick little 75-page guide that I wrote with Dr. Randy Olson, the guy that introduced me to the ABT. It's called the Narrative Gym for Business. You can pick that up on Amazon. I think it's all of $7, but it's meant to be a quick guide that you can have by your side as you start crafting compelling ABTs to help ignite your sales. Super. Um, and well, thanks a lot, Park, for joining us. And thanks, everybody, for joining us on the Value Clarity Podcast, where we remind you that value only exists in your customer's mind, which means that business, sales, marketing, everything is a lot more like brain surgery than you thought. Thanks and have a high value day. Well, it ain't easy because value's in your buyer's brain. If you're selling on only your features, you're going to drive over you insane. If you ignore your customers' outcomes, you're bound to be paying your dues because you'll be singing those old don't know value This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>